Welcome to the Align Nutrition Podcast, a place where eating doesn't get in the way of living. We use science and psychology to move past the challenges you face while healing your relationship to food. I'm your host, Erica Drury, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. For the past 10 years, I've been helping people like you find a happy medium of flow and balance with eating. If solving these issues were easy, you would have figured it out already. Expect to learn a new way. Each week, you'll hear trainings, listen in on mini coaching sessions from people on your same path, and learn from other guest professionals. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hey there, welcome back to the Align Nutrition Podcast. It is Erica with another solo episode this month, and I'm talking today about what food does for us in our bodies and the functions, the things that it goes to, the ways that it helps our bodies live and do what it's supposed to do. I think what happens to a lot of the people that I work with is we end up talking about what does food do for us? And, you know, we're trying to essentially see food in at least a more neutral light. Even if you hate your body or you feel disconnected from your body, or if you feel like you're at war with your body for whatever reasons, you know, I think we can, on a human decency level, accept that our body does require food to sustain itself. And so I think when I'm thinking about food and like I said, working with my clients who are trying to find a more positive relationship with food, or like I said, at least less negative or more neutral, obviously there is the component of how you feel about your body, but there's also a scientific component that just shows us, Hey, what, you know, what does food do for us? And this isn't a promise of health and you'll have, you know, all the amazing things and you'll be cured of everything or It's not a demonization of if you eat too much of this food, then this is what happens to you. But just to really get down to the basic building blocks, the foundation of nutrition and how food functions in our bodies, again, whether you are dealing with disease or stress or some type of condition, we can appreciate, you know, at the end of the day, what does food do for you? And so I hope that this discussion can inspire some appreciation on your part, or at least understanding or just some type of information to to really help you start to think about food a bit differently and how it can help you or how you might relate to it a little bit differently. So what some of you may know and some of you may not is when you look at food, Food is made up of calories, and I like to call food energy because it is calorie is a unit of energy in our body. That's not to speak of the hedonic pleasure and the satisfaction that we get from food outside of the functional part of of what it's breaking down and doing for us physically. We have the physical piece and then obviously the psychological piece. I'm mostly going to be focusing on the physical piece today. But interestingly enough, the psychological piece is important. When you look at the first phase of digestion, the cephalic phase, it helps us to absorb more nutrients and to secrete more amylase, more um, in our salivary glands, and is that actually the first step of digestion. So being excited about food, being interested in food, and what we're eating is a very important part of our digestion. But again, I'm going to be covering mostly the physical. So when we think about, you know, calories, energy, 
fuel, pleasure, food, that is breaking down into three what's called macronutrients. And they are protein, carbohydrates, and fat. And I'm not talking about, you know, IFFM, if you cut your macros or looking at it from this way, again, I'm just talking about it very neutrally. When we consume food, it is breaking down into these three different nutrients or a combination of those. And I'm going to go through each one and talk about what it does for our bodies. So let's visit protein first. I feel like that is a more neutral macronutrient. <laughs> it hasn't been uh, demonized um, in recent times, um, whether you've lived through the demonization of fat or carbohydrates or both. Let's start with protein. So protein is really comprised of two different types of protein as it relates to animal protein and plant-based protein. So obviously animal protein is coming from animals. So we're looking at red meat, poultry, fish, eggs, dairy, and does have more what's called high biological value protein. That's not to say that it's better than plant-based protein or worse than plant-based protein, but we are getting more protein per bite when you look at the amount of biological value in terms of the protein content of an animal-based protein. Plant-based protein is obviously protein coming from plants and does have less protein per bite, a lower biological value protein but often contains um, fiber and all the components of plants that we enjoy from fruits and vegetables. So we might be talking about soy products, nuts, um, different protein powders, um, beans, legumes, etc. So what does your body do with protein? I think oftentimes we think about, oh, protein is for building muscle. You know, you think about somebody who lifts weights or somebody who is very intentional about their athletic performance and, and maybe protein is part of that focus for them. So aside from building muscle, um, it, it is the protein is a building block of muscle, a tissue in our body. So if you are, you know, engaging in weight bearing activity, it is important to have protein, but also different organs and other parts of the body use protein as well. So um, we might be talking about our immune system, our antibodies, which is our illness fighting cells are made up of protein our digestive enzymes, um, the components that help us break down food, they actually cut at the chemical bonds so that we can absorb the nutrients from food, are made up of protein. Hormones, uh, they're messenger cells that help regulate all processes in our bodies, are made of protein. So protein is really involved in transport, as you can tell. Um, so it's a way for us to transport nutrients throughout our body. So an example of that might be hemoglobin is a protein that helps transfer oxygen throughout the body via the bloodstream. So then we want to think about, okay, so protein is involved in a lot of these processes. And, you know, for whatever reason, there may be some of us that don't get enough protein, whether that's from not eating enough overall, or food insecurity, or financial insecurity, or lack of access, or a wish to not consume animal protein, whether that's for environmental or moral reasons. We may be still be getting protein, obviously, from plant-based um, proteins, but just in general, if we're not quite getting enough protein, we might see decreased immune function, our hair may fall out, and our nails may become brittle. We might see fluid buildup in our body, and we might lose muscle mass, or we might have some muscle breakdown resulting in soreness and weakness with daily activities. We might notice that our wounds are slow to heal. Um, this is not something that's uncommon for the clients that I work with who may be eating in a way where they're not quite getting all of their nutrients. Um, they might see slow wound healing or um, weakness or difficulty recovering from exercise and experiencing soreness that lasts beyond, you know, a day or so. And so, you know, in general, protein, it's a necessary part of a healthy diet. 
if you are consuming mostly plant-based proteins, um, you may need to really be intentional about that. I, I love working with clients who are vegetarian and vegan, and we often will you know, see them including beans and legumes at most meals, um, nuts, seeds, whole grains, all these other ways that you can get protein at each meal and snack so that you're ensuring you're getting enough of this nutrient. You know, our diets really should have all of the components of food, uh, so protein, fat, and carbohydrates. Again, I, I open this by saying, you know, protein is the less demonized nutrients, but we have to be careful because as you'll see when I talk about, you know, fats and carbohydrates, they have important purposes in our bodies as well. So if we're eating too much protein and that's coming at a cost to the other nutrients, um, even if, if we're just thinking that from a ratio standpoint. So if, you know, 30% of your diet is protein, okay, but if, you know, 60% of your diet is protein, then now we're displacing carbohydrates and fats and we're not able to get some of the nutrients from those foods. So let's move on to fats next. I feel like it's been a little while since they've been quite as demonized. And so like we talked about with protein, I want you to think about the types of fats. So I'm just talking about fat as in a macronutrient that is something that breaks down into essential fatty acids. And it's, it's very important for us to consume fat as we'll discuss. So we have unsaturated fats, we have saturated fats, and we have trans fats. So unsaturated fats are olives, avocado, located in fish, nuts, oils. In general, when we think of unsaturated fats, we think of fats that are not solid at room temperature. A lot of them tend to be protective of heart function. Then we have saturated fats. That's coconut, um, fat that's found in meat, cheese, and processed meats. Is necessary for um, hormone function. Um, we don't need quite as much saturated fat in our diet if you think about it in the big picture. Not that you need to think about limiting it, but we just need less amounts of saturated fat. But it's a very valuable nutrient. Trans fats are what call are called hydrogenated oils. They're actually man-made. Um, they're not as common. They used to be in a lot of foods and really were um, removed from a lot of foods um, many years ago, as they can be shown to raise a certain type of cholesterol in our body if consumed in large amounts. So what does your body do with fats? The first thing that our body does with fats is absorption of our fat-soluble vitamins. So we have, I've talked about macronutrients, then if we think about micronutrients and vitamins and minerals, vitamins and minerals are necessary to our body, and we have fat-soluble and we have water-soluble. Fat-soluble uses fat to be absorbed. So if you're having a bowl of salad and that includes dark leafy greens, one of the benefits is um, A, D, E, and K that is in those foods. If you're not consuming a dressing or some sort of fat, on top of that, at that particular meal, you will not extract as much of those vitamins from that meal without the presence of fat. So very, very important. A good way to naturally boost fat-soluble vitamin absorption is by adding you know, oil to vegetables you might be roasting or adding some type of fat to um, vegetables that you may have cooked um, and just thinking about including sources of fat in our meals and snacks. So fats, um, if you think back to biology, if you remember <laughs> biology, um, we have a, what's called a phospholipid bilayer, which is the outside structure of every cell in our body. Lipid is fat. It is made up of fat. So very important. Our brains are composed of, I believe, 70% fat. Um, a large amount of our brains, our brain cells again, are comprised of fat. So very, very important. They really can help the nerves in terms of firing. They are um, lubricating um, some of those processes. Omega-3 fatty acids, which is a type of fat found in like fish seeds and nuts, 
They are used to make molecules in our body that reduce inflammation by opening up the blood vessels that allow for better circulation throughout our body. And when I'm saying the word inflammation, it's something that happens um, as part of our being alive. Um, Inflammation is something that occurs. And so this just tends to be protective and help kind of keep that regulation and balance in our bodies. So I don't want you to fear that word. Fats are also important to our skin, our hair, and our nails, and again, hormone regulation. Like protein, there are certain uh, molecules that are um, wonderful messengers in our body. So what happens if the body doesn't get enough fat? So again, if I'm working with someone, um, or maybe you um, are trying to restrict your caloric intake, um, fat does have a higher amount of calories per gram than um, protein and carbohydrates. You know, for whatever reason, you may not be getting enough fat. Um, we might see dry, scaly skin um, that's slow to heal. Even uh, this would be more severe situations, but learning deficits, um, risk of developing dementia or Alzheimer's because of the structure of the brain. Again, that would be a very um, severe situation. Vision issues, mostly related to vitamin A. Hair loss, irregular menstrual cycles. Remember when I said fat is very important for hormone regulation. And so uh, it's definitely, again, something that we want to get enough of. A lot of people that I've worked with who started adding more fat to their diet find that they feel more satisfied and they feel more content with what they're eating. Um, Fat is a very important part of our diet. So, you know, really placing a focus on getting this type of nutrient um, in most of your meals and snacks. So um, I hope that is interesting and helpful. Again, I just, I, I almost think of when I think about fats, I think of them as foundation fats, as they're foundationally important in your body. I've heard also um, there's an eating disorder treatment center that calls them endurance fuels, which makes sense because they're really providing that long lasting energy in the body. So really trying to, you know, rethink a negative connotation with that word. And I'm not speaking about that in terms of like, how um, the health at every size movement or people who are fat positive are reclaiming the word fat. And it's, it's a neutral word rather than a negative slur. So we're just talking about fat in terms of the word fat as a macronutrient. The third macronutrient is carbohydrates. So you probably heard a lot about those. Again, every single one of these macronutrients are important to our body. So let's break down the different types of carbohydrates. We have um, more what's called simple carbohydrates, um, and that's just referring to um, carbohydrates are long chains of molecules that break down into glucose. And so um, simple carbohydrates are shorter chains and complex carbohydrates are longer chains. So more simple carbohydrates are certain types of potatoes, honey, sugar, white bread, fruit. They're quick digesting for quick energy. That's why if you work out and have a banana or an apple or a smoothie that's going to be really wonderful for you to deliver the um, nutrients to your muscles to be utilized for energy. So I was talking about our muscle tissue earlier as being made of protein, but our muscle tissue uses carbohydrates as an energy source. That's also why people who run marathons or do other endurance sports are really making sure they're loading up on their carbohydrates days and days um, leading up to their event or their training session so that they have that readily available in their bodies. Complex carbohydrates, like I said, are longer chain nutrients. So whole grain bread, oats, uh, rice, and vegetables, they're slower digest for delayed or longer energy. So always think about, again, food being neutral and you learning from your experience of eating. So if you find that there's a particular type of bread that you really enjoy and it happens to be made from whole grains and that it's, you know, keeps you full for three hours, then that might be useful information for you to know, okay, You know, what if I'm going to go out and run errands, I need to bring a snack with me because, you know, I had lunch two hours ago and I'll probably be hungry within an hour. So it's not 
a hard and fast rule because you also want to think about the component of your entire meal. A lot of people get hung up on of like, oh, I need to have the best foods. And what does that mean? You know, if, if you enjoy something like, you know, if we know carbohydrates that are complex or important um, for fiber and longer energy, then that's wonderful, especially if you have like diabetes or another, again, just logistical planning and energy and steady energy. If you really like white rice, for example, and and don't prefer brown rice, well, then what if you're having broccoli and chicken on the white rice? Like then, you know, the component of the meal, it doesn't need to be so this specific food. We need to think about our actual eating patterns and, and what we're eating throughout the day and how it's paired with all the different other foods. Again, these are all important foods. So what does your body do with carbohydrates? So our brain uh, really, really prefers to run on glucose, which is sugar, which is the um, end product of carbohydrate metabolism. So um, our brain uses exclusively 120 grams a day. So different parts of the body and organs use carbohydrates for energy. And they really, again, are are preferred. So our liver, um, our digestive tract, again, our brain, our muscle, like I said, uses carbohydrates as fuel. And what happens in the body if we don't get enough? I'm sure you're all familiar with, you know, going on a low-carb diet or going keto or maybe you did Atkins years ago. So when we are not getting carbohydrates, you may remember if if that's something you've done, uh, decreased energy levels, headaches, dizziness, acidic conditions in the body is something that is happening on a low level. Um, Protein is used as a fuel source instead of for tissue repair, so can reduce the body's ability to grow and repair cells. Digestive issues can occur due to lack of fiber, which tends to add bulk to our stool and is really important to um, detoxification in our body as well. So I think that really goes back to what I was saying before of like, we really want to have all these macronutrients as part of our diet, that they're all important. And that if we think we're overly focusing on one or the other, that we might just be displacing another. So carbohydrates should really be part of our diets as well. So I hope it's helpful to be thinking about food and and the different macronutrients and what they do for our bodies and how important they are. I think a lot of times there are ways that we might overly focus on food. Like for example, like stress is really important and impacts us at times more than, you know, what we're putting in our body. And that was, you know, the purpose really of this podcast episode is to just highlight that, you know, when we think about food, what it does for our bodies can be helpful as we remind ourselves that, hey, I need to keep eating. I need to keep replenishing my body and thinking about the tissues and the processes that are receiving this food as as sustenance and nourishment and energy. And it's actually helping your body function. So plenty of other ways that we could talk about this, but specifically today, I hope it was helpful to really just think about it scientifically, neutrally, logically about what food does for us. And I hope that it helps lead you to, again, at least a more neutral, maybe positive relationship with food or way to relate to what you might be consuming. So I will look forward to talking to you next month. Again, if you have anything that you want me to cover on the podcast or any topics you'd like to hear more about, please do not hesitate to get in contact at support at alignnutrition.com, info at or DMing us on Instagram at Align Nutrition. So I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and month, and I will talk to you next time. Take care. Thanks to you for listening. Find me on Instagram at Align Nutrition. Let me know if you like this or if you have other topics or ideas for the podcast. I love hearing from you. If you've gotten something out of this, help us reach more people who need this message by subscribing in your podcast app. A nice rating and review also helps us reach more people and is so appreciated. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.